When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for downloading or streaming this episode of Band Biographies. You can find more episodes at bandbiographies.com. That's B-A-N-N-E-D biographies.com. If you enjoy it, why not leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to your podcasts? Apparently, it helps get the show up the charts so more people can see it, to download it, and then to leave further five-star reviews. Another way you can help is by telling as many friends as possible to give it a download. Please do reach out on Twitter at BandBiogs, on Instagram at BandBiographies, search on Facebook for BandBiographies, or by emailing BandBiographies at gmail.com. But most of all, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this very special interview episode of the Band Biographies podcast, part of the Pantheon network of music-based podcasts. A massive thank you to those guys for including me among their roster. On this episode, I'm both the host and one of the three interviewees as I chat with Anthony Collett and Martin Corky Cork, my cohorts in the band High Frequency. The reason for this massively indulgent episode is because we have a three-track EP called Some Songs You May Have Heard But Not Like This, which should be out right now on all streaming platforms. The songs included on the EP are re-recorded versions of songs that were incompletely recorded from our distant past, and one song that's not ours and never made it onto any previous album or EP. The other thing that they have in common is, as you may be able to tell from the EP's title, that we've continued to play them in our live set even all these years later. As well as covering the EP, we also give a potted history of the band, warts and all, in what I think is a humorous and engaging tale. I hope that you can forgive the rampant self-promotion here. I promise I won't make a habit of this kind of thing. Until the next release anyway, which should be coming out at the end of this year. I'd love it if you could find High Frequency on whatever streaming service you use to listen to your music and add the songs, and maybe even some of the old ones, to your public playlists. Makes us easier to find that way. In the same way that a five-star rating and especially a review for this podcast makes this podcast more visible on things like Apple Podcasts. You can find all the links to our socials in the show notes, as well as a link to the various platforms you can find our music on. But without further ado, I present to you my chat with the amazing High Frequency. Ant and Corky, welcome to Bambiographies. How weird is that? 
It's a little bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How weird is it for you, though, doing an episode on yourself? Yeah. Well, this is it, isn't it? I've, I've got to be host and also participant, which is... Uh... I've got to step back and not be host because I'm not <laughs> used to this. Yeah. Uh, and used to host, co-host a podcast with me called Anywhere But Here, which is still out there on the on the internet somewhere. We don't we haven't done it in a while. We might still do it at some point. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so this today is more about us as a band. Yeah. Which is uh which is different. So yeah, kind of the, the way that I like to start these things off is a, a couple of kind of quick getting to know you questions. Mm-hmm. So if we kind of go around the room and uh just start with I guess can you remember a song that was like you, you heard it and you were like, Oh, I, I understand how that works and I want to be able to do that. Um I, I, so I, I don't really remember a specific song. Um the 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 first sort of memory I have of hearing, I guess, an album and going, Oh, I, I like this. I want to be able to do something like that. And it's weird because originally I wanted to be a drummer. Um hmm. you can my if parents. You want. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were like, uh uh, no, too loud. So they brought me an electric drum kit. Now this was way back, and it was like a kids' intro electric drum kit. So it was like it was a Yamaha. The 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 little drum module was like a neon green drum module with like buttons, clicky buttons on top. But the pads were like solid plastic. They weren't like rubber. They weren't mesh heads. They were like solid plastic. So even with headphones on, just hitting those, you couldn't hear the drums. <laughs> All you could hear was you hitting plastic. Uh, that didn't last long. Um, but it would have been growing up like it would have been things like Bon Jovi. I think the first album like really was These Days, the album These Days, just mm. especially the, the song These Days. And I believe Dry County was on that album as well. It was, yeah, fantastic. It's just hearing Richie Sambora, what he could do with the guitar was just like, yeah, it was just at that age. I was probably sort of like the end of junior school, I think it was. Yeah, sort of year five, year six. I think it would have been, I think the album was 1995. So that's about right, actually. Yeah. So it was these days, Bon Jovi, the album specifically, rather than just a single. Mm. But yeah. What about you, Corky? Um, I remember being at, I never wanted to play an instrument. My sister played the clarinet and we had an old guitar. So I ended up doing that. But I think the first one was when, I was going to school and there was a this guy met out with me at the bus stop and he said, Oh, you like Star Wars, don't you? I went, No, Star Trek. I do like Star Wars as well. Yeah, okay. Um, and he said, Well, this is a really good song, you should listen to it. And it was A New Hope by Blink Way Two. Ah, uh, yeah. Off Dude Ranch. Right. <laughs> so I had that one. And I think it wasn't until I went and watched the faculty. And of course, yeah, the offspring was Kids Aren't Alright was on it. So I know everyone had heard about the Osprey because obviously with Pretty Fly for White Guy, it wasn't until then I heard that one and realised it was a good, good music to play. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone lent me the uh, clean version of X Now and the Hombre. That was quite funny. Which we listened to. It very... <laughs> I know there is a clean version. It was a clean CD. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah, I remember those. My brother that got was a like thing, a wasn't it? I just yeah. remembered that was I... a thing. <clears throat> I think my brother had a clean version of Papa Roach's Infest. Was that the um, the quiet one? Was it? Yeah, basically. It's, it's just like music. Half, so of it's, half of it's muted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was all around that kind of late nineties era because I think mine was um, the first time I properly started listening to music and picking out 
individual instruments and how it all kind of seemed to go together was Blink-182 as well. Because it was like... Sorry, I was going to say, I wonder if it is something to do with like being that we're all sort of close in age. And I think Mm. it's just that age, isn't it? Sort of like just hitting, getting into secondary school where you're sort of discovering yourself. So you sort of find your music musical style that you like so yeah, yeah. well something i mean you were saying about getting into bon jovi at around about what year five or year six kind of end yeah. of primary school and that's kind of the time when i was introduced to stuff like queen and bon jovi mm-hmm. and those kind of uh kind of classic metal uh classic rock acts i suppose yeah and yeah i think that's like you say it's kind of like prime time between about 11 and 14 of trying to find your tribe I think, I think mine though was I didn't it was just classic rock. It was all the fifties and sixties stuff. I remember driving around Dartmoor in a Land Rover, listening to Rawhide and my dad's friends in <laughs> the window singing it. You know, which is like why I like me first and the gimme gimme because it gives all those old songs yeah. a new twist. Mm, yeah, yeah, because that that's it. I mean, were, were either of your parents particularly musical? Because mine weren't. Like my auntie mine... is. Mine were into like the chart music and stuff. Like my dad would record the chart show every week, and we'd have those tapes stacked up. But it was uh, playing pause for the yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, <laughs> but really, yeah, like my folks didn't really have much in the way of a, a proper musical taste, shall we say? <laughs> um, I mean, my mine they weren't musical in the sense. I mean, I mean, my dad played French horn at school, and right. he would, you know, it, I don't, not very musical though. Like, like he didn't really play anything else but he has an understanding of music i know when i sort of got my first guitar he would sit and play and figure out melodies of songs and stuff um so i think he's got that ability but he yeah none of them really played instruments but i know like growing up i mean i've got my dad's old vinyl collection but you'd be going through it and you'd be like oh cool it's like kiss and rush and you've got some you know that sort of thing but then you've got oh kate bush Mm. like and you've got like jive bunny and things like you know the <laughs> jive bunny albums and you know my mum's it was kind of like oh bay city rollers the osmonds oh sex pistols do you know what i mean like <laughs> they sort of of that era yeah. where they've got those classicals i think it's like they uh, who killed bambi mm. um they they got as well never mind the bollocks but yeah so like they have that sort of like musical taste and like the iron maiden and stuff like that this is really interesting sort of collection i know a lot of the singles the the um the 45s my dad had were um my granddad was he used to go to around to pubs and fill up vending machines and stuff like that but he also used to change the records in the jukeboxes right so we've got a lot of the 45s with the you know the giant hole in the middle so you need to use that adapter that everyone was like what the hell is that for we had lots of records where we needed that um you know so there's a huge range of different albums we've got like run to the hills like the original single we've got and yeah it's just i think yeah i had a lot of influence from a lot of and i think that influences my musical taste now as well because i've got a broad range of music which yeah i'm sure if we'll get on to if we've got any <laughs> other questions yeah so yeah i mean corky you were saying that obviously your uncle was he played music right auntie auntie, auntie. Um, she sorry sure does she sure does she plays the clarinet. Um, she was in a, she was in the like the some orchestra. Mm. I don't actually know. Could have really asked her, shouldn't I? <laughs> but yeah, she was the one that obviously she's the musical one. Okay, um, and and so like you're saying, you kind of find your tribe at a certain point, and uh, you occasionally make some mistakes. So, what was the first kind of single or album 
you bought with your own money, not one that was bought for you, but you went to a store yourself and bought Corky's. Corky hung his head and hung his head. Oh, hung his head in shame, or is he looking for something? <laughs> I'm looking. It's here. It's here somewhere. It's, it, it might be in the cupboard. I know exactly which. I know exactly which one it was. The first album I got that I bought with my own money was Space and Beyond, which was a compilation of sci-fi soundtracks. Wow. That makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way better than my answer. It's, it's, well. it's got like it's like it's like three of them. I got three of them all together, but only one of them is on Spotify, which I'm very devastated yeah. about. But well, yeah. This is the thing about brilliant. having physical media though, isn't it? You own it. You've you've got it. <laughs> Do you know the weird thing is saying it's on Spotify? There was an album I think it's the RE no Aerosmith their greatest hits which I got the CD it wasn't my first CD I've gone on a tangent now um but it's based on the physical media versus the Spotify um their greatest hits I've got the CD and it was called oh yeah it's a Aerosmith's greatest hits on Spotify it's got a different name but it's the same album it's really weird I don't know why they changed the name of it so I just wonder if those space and beyond if they've got different names on no, Spotify. I've, I've checked it. I've right. checked. But it there might be a there. playlist. You might find a playlist of it somewhere. There, there, there is. Some, there's yeah. a better playlist, to be honest with you. I think um, Yeah, the first, that one was brilliant because it just had all the Star Trek stuff in, on the I was going to say, is it, like, is it just the themes? Um, yeah. yeah. So well, some of it, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's like TV show stuff as well as films. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't remember my first album that I brought for myself. I remember the first album that was brought for me, which was the Smurfs Go Pop. Yes. Um, <laughs> I had that on cassette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had the cassette. Um, that was the first album that was my own, but it was brought for me. I remember the first proper album that was brought for me that I'm happy to say was a Performance of Cocktails by Stereophonics. I can't remember the first one I brought myself. It was probably like a first pay packet I got, so I went out and brought like a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know I remember the first single I brought for myself, and this is where the broad range of music comes in. It was Mary Mary Shackles, which is like gospel R and B, isn't it? Shackles, That's class. Rackets, praise you. Yeah, yeah. Incredible song. Yeah. But my wife finds it hilarious. That's the first single I brought, <laughs> but I love it. Like, I, I mean, gospel music. Fucking awesome anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that sort of R&B music is great. So gospel R&B, top. Mm. Great song. I did actually buy it for myself, but the first single I ever bought actually wasn't for me. Right. Okay. I had to, I got shipped out to go and buy Acker Bilk Stranger on the, store, uh, Stranger on the Shore. Okay. On vinyl. On one of those single <laughs> vinyls. Um, I don't even know what out. any of those <laughs> words meant. <laughs> Yeah. Acker Bilk. Wow. Acker okay. Bilk, strange on the shore. That's, that's, <laughs> that's something we should do. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And it's all, all yours, mate. Yeah. I, idea for a cover. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I mean, mine was Bare Naked Ladies one week on cassette, which is not bad. I don't think, yeah. personally. Yeah. Unironically, great yeah. song. Good yeah. sing along, sort well, of. Yeah. I think they've got, they got better songs. I think. That's oh. I think listening listening to that out that that single mm. opened up my eyes to the rest of the, the rest of their catalogue and they yeah. got some wicked songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Gordon Brian as a Wilson. whole, like that that Brilliant whole song. Gordon album, I I love. 
Um, but yeah, they they continue to make great music as yeah. well, including like albums of like kids' music too. I haven't um, heard that one. Yeah, they've got like um like not not covers. They actually have written music for kids. So it's, oh, I can't remember what the what the album's called, but it's uh yeah it's, it's good great. stuff. There's um yeah, but bare naked ladies. That's one of those back. Like I knew that song. Everyone knew that song, I think. But um, chicken, the Chinese, the Chinese chicken. chicken. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was one of those things. I didn't ever look into them, but um, I remember there was a friend growing up who was massively. They were one of his favorite bands. So I went round to his house and he was listening to them, and I was like, oh. They've got like actually really really good songs. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? They're like, not just yeah. act, they're not just a one hit wonder. Yeah, like <laughs> all of their songs are really good. Like, sort of sing along, sort of just fun to have fun. As, as as a bassist as well, their bass player is absolutely phenomenal. Some of his bass lines are absolutely brilliant. What do you mean? Tom's our bassist. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. I forgot. My bad. You're a drummer. We'll get on to that. <laughs> part of the rhythm section, but you know. Oh, so yeah, I mean, we should go into the kind of history, I guess. Yeah. Because you guys knew each other before you met me. So how how long had you guys been friends? Because you didn't go to the same school, did you? No, we went to the same college. and That's not how we, we kind of We went to the same party, <laughs> right? but Andy didn't know it was me. Yeah, so the first time we met, I don't remember meeting you, you saying. No, because I was the one that was hanging the uh, the doll out the window. I remember that. <laughs> yes, that was me. Oh, that was you? Oh, okay. That was, that was me. That was terrifying, I, I'm going to be honest with you, mate. Because I was... um. <laughs> Possibly a little bit inebriated. I wasn't. On one, I was sober, maybe two Ill. substances. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was weird. A Babel. I, I just remember. I think was it John? Just John? Was it just John going? There's a baby hanging out. Like it was just yeah, weird. Um, no, I didn't realize that was you. I didn't know you were at that party. But <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, generally, that's how we met. Was through a mutual friend, Ginger Allen. I guess you were at his party. I don't know how you ended mm. up there, but I think the first time we actually met and spoke was probably down at the pub, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, because I don't know if I know the whole story. This is the thing. I get confused as to where I kind of come in to the whole thing. Like, um, But I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, In all honesty, it's like I know the sort of time me and Corky met. I know sort of like some of the parts of how we met but I don't actually remember the moment we met and was like, no, yeah. I don't either. I don't, like, I don't actually remember the exact moment. Like, I suppose I know... if it was like, if it was that whole group of people that used to meet up in school, in town after school, then it was kind of one of those things where you just naturally kind of gravitate into a circle of friends yeah. and mm. you kind of get introduced into it. And then after a while, you're comfortable enough with everyone in there that you see them elsewhere do you know what i mean yes yeah, so it's weird so it's like i knew like how i ended up at those parties i suppose was there was a group it's so weird like like there was just this whole sequence of events like like one of my cousins sort of knew went to school with this group who were having the parties but that's not why i ended up at those parties <laughs> do you know what i mean like it was one of my old neighbors right one of my friends who still hung around and hung around with this person who also went to school with them, we started hanging around. We ended up in Brenchley Gardens, which is the bandstand where you go drinking underage, getting our <laughs> getting our drinks from the off-license up that we used to call Smithies. Like, and then we ended up saying, oh, this guy's having a party. Do you want to cut? So then we went to these parties. And then at some point, Corky ended up at those parties. I don't know how. But then it wasn't until remember. we were sort of like 17 or 18 when we started going to the pub that I actually 
met Corky and started hanging around with him. Like, you know, and then it was sort of like, hey, yeah, my friend's got this garage. We're going to go and jam. You play the guitar. Do you want to come along and jam with us? Like, and that was Stuart, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just sort of like this weird sort of like thing where we started jamming together. And like, hey, this is cool. Maybe we should start getting a band together and find a singer. And mm. Corky was like, hey, I met this guy at Reading. He was really cool. <laughs> He's into the same music. I'll give him a call. Like, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. this wit. And I was supposed to be at that Reading Festival as well. Yeah. Yes. As well. That was but- 2003. 2003, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I- went with a group of my friends and then they were also camping with people including Corky and Stuart I think yes yes I can't um, remember who I went with I went with like uh, Chris Cass and uh yeah because I remember the, that time I met you was that obviously remember you had that issue yeah yeah first night wasn't it yes first night i had my my phone died my phone battery died because this is the days when festivals didn't have phone charges and emergency charges weren't a thing yeah yeah and uh, my my girlfriend at the time um was messaging me non-stop because she was supposed to meet me on the sunday but was like desperately kind of trying to keep in touch and i was like look i've got to conserve battery because it's got to be it's got to last until you get here on sunday and then yeah i I, yeah went to sleep the first night and then woke up the next morning and my wallet had been stolen and so had my phone maybe yes it was your phone as well yeah, yeah. We had, we had a prime suspect. We won't talk about We that. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, th- um, I, st- I still maintain it was that person. It uh, Over the years, I think back to it and I'm like, it couldn't have been anyone else. It couldn't mm. have been anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll keep right. that name under wraps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a great weekend. Little did they know the that. battery was dead anyway. So fuck Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but we had we had a great weekend anyway. Like after that point, it was just like, well, I've got fuck all money and I don't have a phone. I have no idea how I'm meeting my girlfriend, but I'm at Reading Festival. Like you just got to let it go, haven't you? And be- well, that was a that, really that, dry they wouldn't year give us a well, stretch today, would they? <laughs> no. Yeah, that there was, was some. In, there was some interesting. Uh, there were some interesting things that went on. Um, there was the less than solid. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. weed laced with glue that we tried to smoke, which obviously didn't work. And the atomic uh, wedgie that the put atomic one of my wedgie the on tent. Stuart. Yeah. And we had to we we had to go and get a stretcher, didn't we, Corky? No, we, we asked for a stretcher. They said no, you can't have one. And they yeah. sent some paramedics over. Mm. What we were going to do was get the stretcher, go and buy the beer. We, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> put him on there. No priorities first. Well, that's the thing because Reading Festival. I don't know if it's like it now. I mean, it's not Reading Rock Festival anymore, anyway, is it? I think downloads become what Reading used to be. Yeah. Whereas download used to be the Monsters of Rock, which was like all yeah. oh, the heavy metal back. Like it's sort yeah. of, but yeah, I, Reading Festival. I don't know if it's the same, but I, like the first year I went, 2004, is when you go outside the campsites and everything, mm. walk down the road, and there's like just big, like Arctic lorry trailers just parked up on the side, just full of beer. Flogging beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it was crazy. Just because I think I remember that, because that, the first, the first thing that happened when I turned up at that festival was me and my mate Cass. We'd paid in advance for chilled beer. 
like there was a specific trailer there that you went to and you'd booked like and it cost an extra 10 quid or something like that but it was cold <laughs> but it was cold we, you know on a really hot weekend it was really fucking stupid but, but the other thing as well is like a really cold beer it's chilled beer you've got no way to keep it cold no exactly it and was, it's like it 24 48 cans or something and you paid a tenner for that exactly right. but we turned up to the to the te- to the campsite started putting our tents up and we were like we've got cold beer and i do believe it was corky was the first on the scene <laughs> cold beer what <laughs> that was that was true actually yes that was it yes i remember that oh have you? yes okay. and that was that was the first time we'd ever met yeah <laughs> was, that, was that the same year of mary Yes, Mary, yes. Oh, Mary. Mary, the drunken <laughs> guy with the with the bag of wine, <laughs> who liked the crystal maze. Crystal maze. <laughs> oh God! Some of these things have like ended up in legend, haven't they? Like you know, yeah. these I think I've ever heard that story before. Oh, oh. You, like uh, I must was, have heard it his... at some point. Yeah, but... yeah. Like I what, get... what was still the story then? <laughs> what was it? He turned up like really, really early in the morning. One that morning. wasn't. It was wasn't it that. No, no, it wasn't. Was he not in the dark? I don't. No, what happened was we we got off um, looking for ladies, mm. <laughs> and I, I got bored and went back to the tent. You went back to try and find these ladies that we found, and that's where you met Mary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because he offered you. Um... <laughs> he. <laughs> Did he offer me oral sex? No, it was anal fisting. <laughs> anal fisting. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you turn him down? I uh, I politely declined. Oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if I wanted to, mate. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you meet some strange people at these things. Yeah, but sometimes you meet someone who becomes friends. Exactly. Like friends. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Precisely. So we we'd sat down at various points during the weekend and talked about the kind of music that we liked. And you mentioned that you were putting a band together or were in a band, mm. and you were looking for a singer. And I was like, "Well, I've got no musical talent, but I don't mind give it a go." You know, singing singing is something I enjoy doing. So you yeah. know, I, and it was from there. And then when we got back into civilian life again, because as we all know, festivals are another dimension where nothing's real yeah festivals it's like that whole thing you already you agree to, it's like when you leave a job and you agree to stay in touch that's a festival isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so we got back and then i met you guys in the back of earls didn't i the pub well yeah that's where we took you i was sitting actually talking about it remembering like because and you saying about your phone getting stolen and this mm. is possibly why as well like because i remember corky saying oh i met this guy at reading who said he would sing for us and I think we actually came to find you at work rather than giving you a call because you that's didn't have true. a phone. Yeah, we came right. and found you at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a large department store. Which yes, we... that I ended up working at as well. But weirdly, I already knew you, Anne, as well, kind of, because you well, were... You'd probably you were... see me. You knew my other half at the time. Yeah. Because she worked there in one of the departments. But you would come in at the end of her shifts and, you know, meet, meet her, her and go. Work, yeah, and, yeah. So, like, we knew each other to kind of do the nods to. Yeah, right? that's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh. man, the man nod. The, man, the yeah. backwards nod. You, you <laughs> yeah. tilt your head. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, it's, it, this is the weird thing. I mean, Maidstone's not a huge town anyway. No. And we're sort of similar ages with similar friend groups. So, it's yeah. going to happen anyway. Yeah. But I mean, it's like my wife now, when I went to college, she was at college as well. And she screamed at me and my group of friends because one of us got a new phone and was playing with the new ringtones and it was pissing her off. So she <laughs> shouted at us to shut the fuck up. I ended up marrying that woman. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> so I'd kind of met her before as well. Um, so, yeah, and I met her because she was going out with one of my friends before me. So it's one of one of those friend groups. <laughs> Keep it in the family. Um, <laughs> but so, how long had you guys been playing before? Um, before that, then probably a couple of months. Yeah, not long. Haven't been long. Mm. Do you mean like as group or playing yeah, yeah. instruments? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just a couple of months. That was literally, yeah. And we didn't like have a drummer because I think when you first joined us, was Matt drumming? Was I think. Yeah, drumming? I don't. I don't yeah, think anyone else. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd met anyone else. I'm trying to remember, like before Matt was drumming for us. Does Adam? Did something with us for a little while, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he Was he trying to? Was he singing us? I think yeah. he tried out a couple of people on on vocals, mm. right? Yeah, and it wasn't like this whole like I was watching a YouTube video the other day of like when Dream Theater had to find a new drummer. Is you know we weren't bringing in like well known people. Like we were just <laughs> like, hey, do you want to try sing? Like you know what I mean? Like we weren't bringing in these world class singers trying out for us and going now we have this guy here. It's like, whoever, whoever <laughs> wants to do it and can yeah. vaguely vaguely. Same with trying out. out. It's like we're not great musicians. Like it wasn't a sought after fucking role that someone had to take up. <laughs> you know, people weren't queuing. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so yeah, I, it... I kind of came back with you guys to to Earls. Was it that evening you came and like picked me up after work, basically? Probably pretty you much. You found think, me yeah. that day and then came back after that shift, I think. And we all went yeah, back to Earl's where you had stuff set up in the kind of back, like a shed, wasn't it? Almost. Yes. It was back then, yeah. It was like mm. a storage room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we played uh, yeah. some Blink-182 songs. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. it around about the time of Boxcar Racer as well? Possibly yes, in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. It was just sort of like what we were enjoying at the time, what we'd practiced together. You know, we didn't have like a huge repertoire. It's just like, well, what do you know? What do we know? Yeah. Let's mm. give it a go. And, you know, I, I would imagine going back, like if we'd have recorded it going back, it would have been <laughs> scrappy as fucking oh sounded God. awful. You, you, you joke about that, but I actually do have, and I'm just trying to find it on one of my memory sticks, what? actually, that gig on my 21st birthday. Oh my God, really? Which gig was that? I wow. actually have it somewhere. Where was Hold that? On. That was at a um it was at like a, a scout hut or something, wasn't it? Village hall. Yeah. Because we thing. played at a scout hut or something twice, hadn't we? We'd done yeah. something with your Corky's college mates. Yes. I think at a scout hut as well. Yeah. 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 Wow, we have a recording of us back then. I would rather <laughs> not hear it. Terrifying. Are you sure? I'm I'm looking for it now. Brilliant. But um to be honest, I don't think it was long before we started getting gigs though, was it? Because like we played um Katie's birthday. Up that was at, our first that was the first time. gig, wasn't it? Like so, we'd we'd practiced for quite a while, right? In Matt's basement. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yes. Yes. Which was the, the HQ for a long time. Yeah. A few, yeah well, I say a long time, a few months. That's where we came. We had like a huge scrapbook, which was our, like the first page was the rules, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the yeah. laws. Yeah. yeah. I we think need, I'm we, still, we need to update them. I need to get that down from the loft. It's up in my loft. I think wasn't the first rule was uh, pot noodles must always be considered a delicacy. Something yeah. Like yeah. still are. <laughs> It's the yeah, only one I remember. Cor- they got Korma ones now. It's absolutely lovely. And there's a sausage casserole one. Which is oh, my like God. oh, my God. Because <laughs> Korma at the time was the, the Bombay bad boy. Yeah. Um, what were they called? The Pot Noodle XL? What were they called? The the big... Uh, just the, the, I don't know. I can't remember. No. I can't remember. But they were the giant ones, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was yeah that was Matt. and Matt, who wasn't a drummer, who'd never played drums, but was like, hey, I'll played drums but could learn it within like learned learned it so quick. Anything. it was ridiculous yeah um i mean he was he, a, was he was a keyboardist in the main in the main wasn't he yeah um yeah that, that was his instrument he grew up learning piano so matt is mm. someone i knew from school i went to the primary school so i knew him since we were like four five mm. do you know mm. what i mean like we mm. were friends for years um and he was just this musical genius like he played he played piano he still, he still is He's but the, yeah, but you know the problem with genius, um, he did have his difficulties, um, yeah. as a lot of people do. Um, and it was him. So our first EP, the Face of the Music EP, it was him that recorded it for us. Yeah, that's and mixed right. it and stuff because he knew how, how to, to do, do that. that. He yeah, had been yeah. making songs for years. Um, and like you say, continues to. Yeah, and I would yeah. say he was probably one of. He he's the main reason that I sort of took an interest in that side of making music and stuff as well and recording and we'll probably get onto that side of it later. Um I learned a huge amount from him. But the problem is when we come back to our first kit and the, the album cover, I love the fact that the album cover for that EP, the reason it looked the way it did was because my printer was running out of ink. Yeah, that's like, right. we liked the way it looked. So it was supposed to be just plain black, but my printer was running out of ink. So there was just white stripes all along it. It's like that looks cool. We'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like that 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 was like an ethos for the band as a whole wasn't it it was like oh unhappy or happy accident shall we say like well, <laughs> it's not how it was supposed to be but actually <laughs> wasn't one of our i don't know if it was one of our written rules or if it was one of our unwritten rules and i think it was it came from corky was that'll do yeah <laughs> yeah was our mantra right. wasn't yeah, it? yeah yeah that'll do yeah and it's just good. I mean, we ended up one of our EPs did a take short uh, album, take shortcuts Albums. wherever possible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yes, yeah, so Matt was like we say, he was the original drummer 
well synth player come drummer um <laughs> and that, that, all, all of this is so like so full circle it's so funny yeah um yeah. throughout a band but yeah he unfortunately he su- sort of suffered with he had he had his issues um and i think he still does to an extent um it's been a while since i've spoken to him but, uh shame shamefully so um but yeah we had like our first gig lined up which was our friend's 21st it was kate and colin that's right it was both joint, joint party um, wasn't it? yeah yeah like a village hall and I think it was Matt. 18th or 16th not 21st yeah no, was it, they, sorry, yeah, no, it wasn't as, 21st at all was yeah. it not as old as us yeah, yeah. As old as I think are. possibly it was their 18th then I don't yeah. think it would have been 16th no Ooh. anyway but they um, yeah we started playing but then we were going to play and then Matt was just kind of like I can't like it. on the on the day of on the, the day of. as well wasn't it and <sighs> so he but wouldn't come we had all house, our equipment like, there there was a guy there who was like oh I'll try <laughs> like yeah, just, just just punk, just try and follow us, and it went all right. To be fair, yeah. I mean, yeah, we I think we went from like a, a thirty minute set to nearly an hour because we had to extend all the intros <laughs> so that he could get a feel for the song. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, a lot of them, uh, some of the songs we were played were originals that would no one had ever heard. Yeah, yeah, and true. he sort of had to pick it up. Yeah, like, they they weren't know, they weren't as well as it could, were they? Yeah. And so yeah, and then like that was that was it for a while. And then I guess Stuart came in on second guitar for a bit as well at one point. Yeah. Was that in the the first incarnation? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it was, wasn't it? Because he was on the the second EP, wasn't he? The the I Love Coffee EP. Yeah, yeah. Which we better not discuss the person's name because I think the person will get very upset seeing me he's, he's a professional businessman now right oh, what, yeah. the reason of the, the name of the yes we best okay, not right. or, or, or speak of his name because he'll probably <laughs> if it ever got back to him i don't think he'd be too happy about that i haven't spoken i haven't spoken to him in a very very long time we've had a, we had a falling out so oh, right. okay um, but yeah. that that title came from the fact that this person uh walked a uh a girl home <laughs> after uh after a night out and she invited him in for coffee and his response was, "I don't like coffee." <laughs> and then we sat him down and said, "No, when someone <laughs> says that, they're not asking you for coffee; they're asking you for something else." You went, "Really?" And yes, went, oh, I love coffee. I love coffee. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, as as you may hear, so who was? So I'm trying to think. The guy who drummed for us at that surprise party sort Ollie. of played Ollie. He played with us for a little while. Yeah, he yeah, played he a couple. Played... One more. He played a couple he played... gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the guy on the second EP was a different drummer who was a friend of Tom's. Yeah, he lived in my village. And yeah, he was in village. another in my village, uh, and uh, the only drummer in the village. Yeah, and uh, he was in another band that were all right. They were kind of placebo-ish. Yeah, he's a great drummer. He, he was, was a really drummer. good drummer. Yeah, yeah, stuck about for a bit as well. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and after like maybe two years, it all kind of fell apart, and we all went our separate ways. Yeah, um, I think I think I think. I mean, I, I quite enjoy that when we talk about like falling apart because it's something that we've learned upon, oh, and yeah. we know. And to be honest, the, the the reason I think the reason it fell apart was for a certain person. Outside influence. Outside influence. A Yoko Ono, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, because... I was a dickhead as well. Like it's, no, it's were, it, no but she was, she was the cause, <laughs> really, and that was the thing. Um, yeah, she was really yeah. bad. She was. It's Actually, yeah, it's it's yeah. tricky because 
the drummer like he like he was a fantastic drummer but um i think he liked i don't know if he's someone who liked a bit of drama he found it fun, but not in yeah. the sense that he was trying to be an arsehole he just found it funny yeah so we sort of poke the bear with a stick sort of thing do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. um yeah i think we were all a bit hot-headed like we were young sort young of dumb like, full of cum exactly yeah <laughs> I'm saying say. like you were an arsehole it's like you you had a girlfriend to when you do have a girlfriend at that time like that's well my friends are being dicks they just don't like her do you know what I mean? like so yeah. fuck them. there, there were know, there were just... definite reasons for that <laughs> yes oh yes <laughs> but yeah she uh she had an influence on it yeah sort of like to poke the bear a bit because it was yeah. funny um, they didn't just poke the bear mm. <laughs> <laughs> And um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that's I what we're calling her. Sorry, of... <laughs> <laughs> I might have to do a bit of judicial editing. Yeah, we're, Maybe. we're getting Maybe. sued for this shit. Man. So anyway, it's um, we've learned from our mistakes. Um, yeah. naming After, people in podcasts. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Bleep, but, bleep them all out. People's yeah, names that's out. It. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go through that. Um, we young, uh, there was a lot of drama involved, and we sort mm. of did fell apart. We did that um, typical male thing as well. Like, and I think it's it's typical of most bands I've ever been in as well, is that like when a problem arises, no one really faces it down. No. Everyone kind of just goes, oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it just goes and like something will, you know, something major yeah. happens and you're like, Well, what if we'd have just talked about this? It would have yeah. been so much easier. Yeah. But equally, it's a sign of the times as well. This is like early 2000s. We were coming out of the 90s, which is all very laddie. Mm. Um, and the general kind of culture was uh, still quite laddie and yeah. quite um, like men don't talk about things and it's all bottled Ooh. up, you know, in it. So, yeah. But yeah, so that was that for a couple of years. Uh, then we. What you, you and I, Corky, went off to uni, mm. and you started a family. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, well, well, I'm trying to remember. You guys went off to uni, so yeah, no, she, Liz was pregnant when I went off to uni. When you went to uni, Tom, yeah. you went to uni. First. Uh, first, it was only a year though, wasn't it? A yeah, year. yeah, I think so. I, I, I was, I was there from uh, two thousand and five to two thousand and eight. Had we got over all that drama though? Because I know Liz and I came. You came and visited Wickham. me a couple Liz of times. I think Liz was Liz was pregnant when she, she came. She would have been because Liz got pregnant quite quickly. Um... Of course, she did, Ant. <laughs> You're so <stunned>. virile. <laughs> Yeah, no, like <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. Um, I think it's our this year. We'd have been together seventeen years. Chloe turned sixteen this year. Right. So <laughs> make make of that what you will. Listen. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. Like now, when we say, "Oh, yeah, close six. Oh, how long you been seventeen? Oh, close six. Oh, fine. but back then it was kind of how old your daughter? Two. Oh, how long have you been together? Three years. Mm. <laughs> but back then, people are like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean like but these yeah. things happen so yeah she was obviously she was pregnant when we came to see you she was pregnant still when you went off to Unicorn you already we had Chloe by then no yeah, hadn't had her oh, by okay. then but yeah so yeah either way 
you guys mm. went off to uni, but I think we'd reconciled, but just not yeah, planned yeah, back definitely. together when you guys sort of like. Yeah, because yeah. I think it was upon my return, or it must have been upon your return then, Corey. Yeah, we got I was still at uni because... You were still at uni? I was because our first gig back together when I was playing drums, because obviously what happened was I was at uni and I was <laughs> playing Guitar Hero and Rock yeah. Band on the drums and realised I could do it. Well, this is it, isn't it? Like, I went away to uni and after the first term or two, I was like, I've mm. got to find something to do to stop me from just going out all the time. So I used my student loan money to buy myself a bass and an amp and uh, was like, well, bass guitar, that that can't be that difficult, can it? It's only one string and one note at a time for the most part, <laughs> which is how I still play it now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'd started playing bass while I was at uni. So you'd been playing rock band. Yeah. <laughs> Cork had been playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, like if, you know, we went through, what, those three drummers in quite a short period of time. Mm -hmm. We also had Kev King on drums for a house party once, too, if you remember. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So technically four. Yeah, okay. Uh, I forgot about him. Yeah. And he's in a, he's in a great band now, I think, um, if I remember rightly. Can't remember the name of them off the top of my head now, but you know. So we were like, right, well, when we're getting back together, like, fuck finding a drummer. <laughs> like, you play bass now, and <laughs> Corky was like, well, I've I've been playing rock band drums, and I reckon I can <laughs> give it a go. Because again, like Matt, Corky is one of those guys who can just kind of just pick up an instrument as well, and kind of like, you know, yeah, doesn't no, take. I, a long I, know, time. I know the theory behind him, but you do. I think we're all probably guilty of underselling ourselves a lot, but you do have great musicality. Like you understand songs, you yeah. understand music and how it fits together and what sounds good. Like, and and that's become evident in a lot of our writing more recently as well. Mm. As we'd be playing stuff and call you, you'd go, "Wait, I've got something. Give me that yeah, yeah, instrument because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can play that one too." And then you do something. We go, "Okay, yeah, cool. I know that." But like, you do understand things and how it's what sounds great. So. Mm. But yeah, it's just you have this ability to just pick stuff up. Um, and I, I would imagine probably most musicians do, like to a point, like you sort of understand how it works. But mm. there's there's certain musicians who can just get something and play it well. And just, do you know what I mean? Like I could probably get by on other instruments, but I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm going to do that in this band now. After us, we were practicing at your place mm. above the tackle shop, flat above the shop, is, yeah, yeah, which it wasn't there anymore. It's a no, yeah, it's, it's an off license, mm. shop, um, yeah. but I remember because I remember the reason I know I was at uni when we, we were together was because our first gig I had to, I was really ill and I had to get from Winchester to Maidstone and I had ordered a hi-hat stand which Tom had to go and pick up for me oh my yeah. god yeah and I had to get the train and I got back just about in time mm. to do it which yeah because you were you weren't you laid out at the back of Yates or Zebra yeah. Bob, whatever it was you were like laid out on one of the oh, sofas weren't you yeah yeah. yeah yeah wow yeah wow yeah okay yeah yeah cool Jesus yeah <laughs> but yeah so was that because I'm getting all my timelines now mixed up now. But was Stuart not playing guitar for us when you, yeah, when you were drumming and you were playing bass? He was, uh, yeah. I, at the, towards so, the end, he was. Yeah. Because I know we've got, uh, but there's videos 
um that i think mm. his dad took uh the battle of the bands where Stuart was with us and yeah you're on drums and you're on and uh, Cork is on drum and tom's on bass and that was when we were practicing in your flat how the hell did we practice as a four piece in that flat <laughs> with difficulty there wasn't <laughs> a lot of room that's for sure because yeah like the, the whole thing was like we we were a f- five piece at one point before we broke yeah. up the first time when it because there were two guitarists bass drums yeah. and myself on vocals so we were a five yeah. piece making you know quite standard you know simple pop punk that probably didn't require that many people to be in a band <laughs> but uh yeah and then we kind of got together over one christmas as well didn't we in the back of the style and winch and we had yeah byron on drums Oh my god! For that, for that one video, of that. video yeah. that we've got, there's a sixth from... drummer. <laughs> so there's another drummer, and that then was just the... a jam, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but also there was one point around about that time as well where I think Matt came back and played keyboards too. So yes, there was six did, yeah. of us. There were six oh of us word. at one point, um, which is just unwieldy. In a pop think... punk band, exactly. It's, it's without brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that that was the thing, like. Once we came back together in like 2008 or whatever it was, we were just like, right, we need to pare this down and it just be the three of us. And for a while it was just the three of us, but then Stuart came back into the fold. Yeah. For For a short time. And then, and then he, uh, you know, failed to commit, I guess. Yeah. It was was was... female problems again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, so this is it. But at the time he was like, well, I've got this responsibility and this responsibility and that. And I was like, I've got a child. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, again, that was the sort of like, um, probably the ignorance of youth. I know we were sort of early to mid twenties at the time, but I think that's probably the ignorance of youth going, well, I've got a kid, so my responsibility is way more important than yours. Mm. And it's probably unfair on him. But I think we did find that the more people were in the band, the more difficult it was to wrangle us all to practice. Yeah. And I think, like Corky was saying as well, we learned a lot is we didn't... And I think at the time we were taking it too seriously. Yeah. We were trying to make something of it. So if anyone sort of cancelled for any reason... We were like, well, they don't give a shit. And I think, yeah, we were probably taking ourselves way too seriously. It was quite and not mil- making allowances for life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's um unfair in some ways, but also yeah. I think the the three piece is the most simple and easily controllable configuration that there yeah, is, really. Sure. You know, and uh yeah, we played some interesting gigs around that time as well. Like there was that one gig up in Lewisham where we played to one person. <laughs> he loved it. Because it was just after the smoking ban, wasn't it? So the people uh, stopped smoking and then everyone went outside. Yeah. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. one the one non-smoker stood right in front of the microphone stand as well. Yeah, so we had him, but the sound guy was there. But I think the sound guy kept popping out for cigarettes. Mm. He um, was the most ener- I think he enjoyed enthusiastic it. about the lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. I mean, it was the thing is, it's like, yes, there was one person and the sound guy, mm. but it went really well. Like, I enjoyed yeah. that gig and it was a great experience. Like, yeah. I think I think the weirdest one for me was, um, wasn't the Wooden Bridge, was it? Was it the Wooden Bridge? Wooden Bridge, yeah. Guildford. One in Guildford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we were on at the same time as the football. <laughs> but it was it was weird because it was like 
the bar you walk in and then the bar sort of like it was huge wasn't it but yeah it went yeah. round the sides yeah um i was like i don't know the best way to say it, it was like horseshoe shape hexagon, i suppose yeah. like yeah it was horseshoe i guess and we were off on one side and the football was off on another side and it was just we were sort of trying to play but no one was really there for the music yeah at all yeah i've driven past it a few times now like last year sometime i drove past and i looked and i was like why do I I know that place? I'm sure we've played there. <laughs> so we're going along, I think it was like going into London on the main road and it's sort of off, mm. oh, sorry, over a fence. Like, so yeah. I know that place. Well, it was but... the first gig that we drove to as well and had to take all our mm. equipment, wasn't it? And so we rented a van because I was the only one of us who could drive at the time, wasn't I? So I had to drive a transit all the way. But you'd never driven a Ford, so we didn't know where the light controls were. That's right. <laughs> so we drove home most of the way on the M25 with just side lights. Yeah. That happened <laughs> to we me didn't again. Know where the headlights were. Yeah. That happened to me again around about the same time when I rented a, a, a Fiesta or something to go down and visit my friends in, um, in Hereford. Mm. And uh, I picked someone up from High Wycombe on the way through. And again, I forgot where the light switches were. And I was like, I can't fucking remember where any of the stuff is on this car. Because it was a little dial. Because they're not on the stalks, are they? Yeah. So, like, I was trying to beat the sun to get to Hereford before the the sunset. (laughs) Racing the sun. It was ridiculous. But, you know, uh, yeah, Yeah. it was an interesting Yeah, that was an odd one. (laughs) But uh, overall, I would say that, you know, like we've we generally had quite enthusiastic ish crowds in a way but there were some odd ones that were just like those which were like you know yeah i mean a couple of our really good ones we played sort of we played a couple in london that were really good i mean we played the purple turtle but yeah that that was the emergence of festival where we paid that's right pay to play 50 150 quid um it was but it was like a proper, it was a big battle of the bands where you pay an entry fee and then you get to play a fest. If you win, you play a, play a festival. Yeah. And we got through the first, first round, round, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then we got put up in against a load of metal bands. And... Teddy Bear's Picnic. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Bear's Picnic. <laughs> that the one metal band. <laughs> That's the one that sticks with me. It was weird. Um, but yeah, and, but that was one of those ones where you pay to enter. And then they give you a book of tickets that you've got to sell to your friends. Good fucking luck. Um, <laughs> who then have to buy the ticket for this and then travel up. And it's based on audience vote. Yeah, that's right. So if you can convince your friends to come. Mm. And I mean, that's where um, the song Apathyville comes from is that, you know, nobody's there to see you because your friends aren't going to travel that far to see you in the, and the battle of the bands, if their audience vote, you're not likely to do very well because, yeah. you know, it's if you're a London band and you're playing battle of the bands in London, you're going to do better than a Kent band or something. That's... Yeah. Or you've, you know, there there were some bands. I mean, there was one band at, uh, in High Wycombe that were really good at m- mobilizing people mm. to come along to their gigs. And I never understood how the hell they did it. Sexual favors. Probably, yeah, yeah, but they used to lay on buses and stuff. Yeah, like they'd organize like buses and you'd pay 20 quid for the ticket, but that included your bus fare there and back, and you got like a goodie bag and stuff. So, so like, you know, do you remember when 
this is possibly off topic. When we went to the forum, Corky, when I broke up with my ex and we went to the forum because there was somebody I was talking to online on one of the AFI forums and yeah. she said she was coming down to Tunbridge Wells. Yes. So yes. we went well, to this gig. Um, I, I can't remember, but they did that thing as well. They did that thing as well where they provided transport. For right. the, and they were from Hertfordshire, I think, and they provided transport down for their fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably a similar thing, but yeah. So we um, yeah, we went to meet her and oh, I went to meet her, see this band. I think uh, there was another band playing at the same time. I think it was One Day Elliot. And then this band Headlining was supporting. band were really good, but I can't remember what... For... Oh, I've okay. been trying to think about what they were called because they were really, really good. That's yeah, big... so it, it was a similar thing. So we went... To, it was a gig anyway. Temperature was for them. Great venue anyway. I think mm-hmm. I really like it um, mm-hmm. as a for, uh, as a venue. But yeah, and, and they were playing and we went to meet them. But yeah, in the similar vein, they do that thing where they put on the transport. And we did consider doing it once as well, I think, didn't we? But mm. it's just so fucking expensive. Yeah. And you need to sort of, I guess they need to know someone who sort of works at this coach company. Or something. Like they need to, you need yeah, to I know think- what. The band that I knew, they had like a, they actually had like a person managing stuff for them. So yeah, I think yeah. there was that whole thing going on. You know, they actually had like a, a semi professional setup in that regard. Because weren't we, when we were going to do it, because we were like, oh, we need someone who knows how to drive a coach or a bus. And it was your dad, wasn't it, Corky? Yeah. That's right. He won't, drove... he won't do it now. He wouldn't do it now. But. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! <laughs> Sorry, that why no, I, I call him that all the time. Uh, we played, yeah, we played a few times up in London, and it was all looking quite rosy. And then it, we we recorded an album of songs that we'd been playing for years, and then yeah. we're like, "Fucking hell, we've got to play these again for an, at least another year." <laughs> I think, yeah, and that, that's something we've agreed on this time. That, that that's the problem. I think the the reason it didn't work. So like they say, we recorded all of those and I think that's something we've agreed on this time. It's another thing we've learned is we would we would write songs and we go, hey, this is a song and it's got a structure. It's got a start, middle and an end. You know, like it's a full, it's a full song, mm. so to speak, and we'd be playing it and playing it for months. And then we'd finally get around to recording it and then we'd keep playing it, but then we'd sort of change it slightly so it wouldn't ever mm. be this version that was recorded anymore. Um <laughs> And we sort of got sick of those songs. So as soon as we release it, we sort of like, right, let's write new songs. And we'd stop playing those ones that we just released and start playing new ones. And a bar, a few that just sort of became staples in the set because we just love playing them. See what I'm doing there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and I think that's sort of, that was almost not a death knell as such, but it was one of those things where I think we sort of, started losing for sort of heart for it and you know we i had chloe she was young and then i think was i when i started working at a factory so i was doing shift work and i was working some weekends and evenings and it sort of become difficult to juggle it and and I, i've just remembered it was me that basically said look i need i can't do this anymore i need to sort of it's too difficult and i didn't want to sort of keep cancelling like we used to berate people for so i think yeah it was that was when i sort of like went i can't do this anymore and that's sort of where we sort of laid it down for a 
a good number of years. Yeah, well, it was like 2012 or something, wasn't it? Or 2011. After we finally recorded a song, an album properly. Yeah. In a studio <laughs> and got it mixed properly that, and that released was, online. And... Yeah, yeah. That was the problem, though, wasn't it? Like, it was. Um, it took us quite a long time to save up because we were all doing kind of not exactly well-paid or full-time jobs or any no. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> And so it took us a long time to save the money up because we didn't know how to do it ourselves. Yeah. And um, that's the difference this time. And we, we got back together, what, 2020 kind of to kind of knock the cobwebs off and talk about becoming a covers band. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to enter us into a few gigs to play some originals just to, again, kind of blow the cobwebs off of our performance uh, side yeah. of things so that we could get ready for actually putting on a show in front of people and we'd all agreed that we weren't going to write any more yeah, yeah original right. songs yeah 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 because that's then, it we're a covers band now yeah and we just wanted to get used to playing live again exactly that was that was the point and then we went down really well like the audiences are really like much more pre- like much more open i yeah. guess open and to enthusiastic new stuff. Yeah. about it than i remembered them being in the past yeah for sure and we were like oh okay who was it that who was the first one that went so i've written this thing was it you tom well i had the uh, first one? i had the song treachery didn't i kind of in my That's back it, yeah. pocket that i'd been working on for years and i was like well, i've got this what do you think <laughs> and we went oh <laughs> that's pretty that's good. <laughs> different <laughs> wow this is a proper song mm. uh yeah because i'd been working on it for a while like 10 years <laughs> but yeah there is that but then there's the experience as well now yeah like I, I don't know how much you talk about it on here but like your experience of what you do now mm. like how many bands mm. you're in um yeah in the meantime like i mean i'd been in a hardcore punk band speaking of treachery yeah exactly uh <laughs> i'd done lead vocals for snide uh and then jacked all that in tried to get a career going and then after a while was like right i've got to pick up the bass again i hadn't picked it up in like i don't know years i hadn't even Mm -hmm. bothered picking it up like it was just sitting around and uh i then joined a covers band in much the same way corky you also were in a covers band as well for a while it was in a function function band as well yes with the uh father-in-law hmm Playing bass rather than drums as well. You yes. reverted to type. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. But that was, I got a bit bored of that because it was the same old stuff and it was just getting really irritating. It was Beatles songs. Yeah, which you're not the biggest Beatles fan in the world anyway. No. Or, you, or even if you are, like if that's all you're playing. It, yeah i can understand yeah, sure. <laughs> whereas i didn't do any of that no <laughs> i didn't do anything i just didn't touch my guitar at all mm. really um i picked up keyboard a little bit and tried to sort of teach myself a bit of piano but yes so uh yeah i didn't do any of that but obviously you two sort of kept your musical brains active i guess yeah and then yeah i just think like having that time out and doing other things it opens you up to different styles of music, different ways of playing. And um, yeah, so the new stuff that we've, we've been working on at the moment is, you know, much more 
like proper songs yeah. <laughs> than the old it's much stuff. more mature and grown up um mm. there isn't that urgency behind it either as well like we've we've said we're just i don't want to say we're not taking it seriously because we are in a sense we're taking it seriously but we're not hoping something becomes of it we're just creating now yeah yeah That's it's not thing. we're not we're not doing this to kind of be a massive name we're not trying to get onto any festivals or well actually <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some uh, yeah 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 there's irons in the fire but yeah it's not like the focus isn't this but when we're doing it we want to be focused about it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, Ant and I had the podcast for yeah, nearly, yeah. A, nearly a decade. So, like, he and I got used to doing things on DAWs. Yeah. You know, we've got mixing desks and microphones and all this kind of stuff. We've got the technical know-how there of kind of doing vocal editing. And so, yeah, that brings us to where we are now, which is releasing an EP today. Hey. This isn't live. Oh, I know it's not live. I know that. It, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, he's releasing this uh, on the day it goes out. And so, so much stuff being released on the day it goes out. I tell you, uh, we've got that loads. music video that's coming out on the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're fucking, yeah. This well, is it. By the way, it? we're here. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So it's like the third rebirth, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the EP is called Some Songs You May Have Heard, but Not Like This. Yes. So, yeah, we decided that in the meantime, while we're writing and recording an album, which will be coming out later in the year, fingers crossed. Yes. We would re-record three of our older songs that were on other releases, but hadn't been updated, hadn't been given a proper... Because, like, the Welcome to Aptyville album was done properly, and there's eight songs on there, seven new ones and a live one. Yeah. But we had those two EPs from beforehand. So we've kind of and a and a home recorded album as well, which was kind of recorded live in a studio, the take shortcuts yeah. one. So there were a bunch of songs that never got a proper airing, but we yeah. still play because they're still good. Yeah, so this is it's three songs that we still play. Mm. Two well, we've recorded all three of them, but yeah. one of them never actually went on an album. That's right. Or, or or release mm. but i think so the two so the three tracks you've got leave uh sorry we'll probably go in order shall we shall uh, so you've got <laughs> prayer for the punks which is the newest song isn't it prayer for the punks i don't like disco i don't like rap emo sucks it ain't all that's so i bought a guitar the music that I love and this is what I say Say a breath of the punks Call it out all across the nation And I give a fuck About your garage station I can't get high to a DJ mix I wanna rock out to teenage geeks Cause I'm a punk So fuck you Yeah, prayer for the punks Now the difference with that one is... So we, and, and like we were saying earlier, where we would write a song, we'd start playing it live, we would record it, and then we would change it. Yeah. The version of Prayer for the Punks that we recorded doesn't have the solo in it at all. That's right. Except it's on. It's on take the shortcuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is the song. It has a solo. That's how we've always played it and stuff like that. But when we recorded it, it didn't have a solo, so we didn't include it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as because we were recording it live mm. and to do the solo technically like if you'd need two guitars yeah you know, when we play it live we don't need to because it's the energy of it but so we didn't put the solo on the recording of it so i get i guess this is sort of like we've re-recorded these songs how they're supposed to be heard yeah we wanted them to sound originally and yeah and a lot of it and and this is what i was saying earlier as well whereas the recording and the mixing and how to do stuff this is where i learned a lot from matt Mm. into this and i sort of taught you guys like okay now Mm. try this and 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 we sort of yeah like tom said we when we recorded this when we said about doing this is we, we know we want to record an album of new songs, but we sort of wanted to know how to record. Yeah. We sort of thought we'd do this as a means to teach ourselves. It's only three songs. We can take a longer time on them, but now we've sort of figured out the workflow and how we're going to make it work for when we do record the album. Yeah. But these, I'm so happy and so proud of what we've done with these. They sound mm. absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. They're, they're easily the best sounding I mean, yeah, no, sure. no, no offense to Graham. He's an excellent sound guy. Uh, he was technician. working with what he had at the time, and, which was yeah, us. Yeah, like he was um, working with very unrefined materials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for but sure. The fact is that even though we could, we probably could afford to rent a studio out and all that now. Yeah, like the the interesting part has been doing it all ourselves and learning how to use the mm. software learning how to learning tricks and tips on how to make things sound really good and professional yeah, yeah. that's mostly that's mostly thanks to and mm, yeah absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> and delving yeah. deeper into it Definitely. yeah no no a lot of that but it, it does help like when we were sitting here doing the final mixes and Corky was like this needs something else yeah yeah and this is where like your musicality comes in you're like this needs something else i'm like okay cool and we do it. And I think that the advantage of this as well, and probably the disadvantage where we, like we're saying, Graham only works with what he had, because I think it comes down to money. Like you were saying, like we we, we had time constraints. We had one day, two yeah, days, one day. One, one day in that studio to sort of do eight tracks. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, seven tracks and a live one, which came from somewhere else. But yeah, we had like one day to try and get down seven tracks. So, like I say, when Graham, did what he could with what he had like it was do you know what i mean like we were we were still like, on the that that'll do it, all well, out. Wasn't it? it was like yeah, right yeah. that'll do like we've got a take it in post um yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> at the start of the day graham was like we don't fix things in post we do it right first time by the end of day, was like yeah we'll fix that in post um <laughs> but yeah we had seven like a day to do yeah. seven tracks like there was very limited material whereas this time we don't have the time constraints like yeah we record our bit i like i recorded for a majority of it we were working with what i'd recorded for as as a rough tape for guitar I'm like oh okay that actually sounds really good we'll just keep that mm. but the whole time i had it in the back of my head like i don't like this and i kept saying to you guys if i have time i'm going to re-record the guitars for all of them mm. and i did so for like 90% of the mixing process, we were working with like my first takes for the guitar. And I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to re-record it all. But even I did. quite late in the day, you, you, you found a different way to yeah. make the it's guitar re- sound. And it was just like, well, that sounds like entirely. It better. just completely yeah, flipped yeah. it and changed it massively. Yeah. Yeah, but even though I did that and you were like, I don't like the way that sounds, there's something wrong with it. So I went back in and I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound great. And then I changed it slightly and went, how about this? And we're like, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> but 
and that, and that's the point because we're doing it at home now and we've learned this we have the ability to do that mm. and not just stick with what we had um and yeah everything sounds as though it should uh, i think the oldest track of the three like we've got the newest one is prayer for the punks the oldest one um is the other one we wrote um <laughs> leaving home That was highlight coffee so that was on the second ep yeah i mean that's like, been that in the song set since old. that song's been in the set since 2004 <laughs> yeah and, and this is a song that when i wrote that original guitar riff in my head it sounded a certain way and it's never sounded like i wanted it to and that song's evolved so much yeah the best thing about it for me is that we've got complete control over it if, if yeah. one of us isn't happy we fiddle about with it until we're all happy with it yeah and so that it sounds like you say the way that it's supposed to or the way that you hear it in your head like that's and that's what i've that, what i've really enjoyed is like these things actually sound like how i want them to sound now that i've left my home it's fun to be And as Corky was saying, like uh, we've learned stuff, we've changed, we've grown up, and the fact that we can now turn around, like you said to me, no, I, I think I prefer the guitar how it was. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'll get that. Let me try something. Yeah. And the fact that you feel comfortable saying that, and yeah. we can say it. Like Corky was like, I want to do the drums like this, and then I went, can you just try this first, please? Like, because I knew about VST instruments, I was like, can you just try this and see this? And you tried it and you went, oh, yeah, no, that works. Because, <laughs> like, in the past, I would have gone, okay, yeah, no, you know, Corky sort of, like, was the creative behind a lot of the original songs and stuff like that. Mm. So I wouldn't question, I wouldn't want to question Corky, like, in the past. But now I'm like, no, 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 listen, just try this, please, mate. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, cool, got yeah, that works. Yeah. But, and, but, on the flip, but on the flip side of that, I would be stubborn and say... No, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're open to that sort of trying something different, and like mm. we all are. So, and, and, and that's what's come from a lot of it. Like we say, we've grown a lot. Mm. Um, and we're just all so much happier with what we're doing now. It's just. Definitely, yeah. And it shows. It definitely shows, especially live. I mean, we're we're still wanting to do the covers thing as well, but um, it's it just happens. so happens that we've found a little niche that, like, yeah. actually, you know, the original stuff is still very fulfilling, and getting mm. out there and playing original stuff is. But some of the covers covers are extremely, aren't they? I mean, when, when you're playing that song, that you know, not everyone likes the same one. Mm. Yeah, and someone comes in and comes up with a cracking idea for a cover, and then we just play it. Yeah. And it might be something that you don't like, but all of a sudden 
because of the way you're playing it, it might be something absolutely incredible. Yeah. And that was something that I learned through being in a covers band. Like I'm mm. not the world's biggest ACDC fan, but playing the songs is fun. Yeah. And like seeing how people react to the songs that you're playing is fun. Like there's just like, you've got to, yeah. One of the things that I've learned in the, in the meantime is to kind of put my preconceived notions aside, take myself out of it and be like, what's best for the unit. And and yeah, that's the thing with the covers, isn't it? It's like not everyone likes the same songs. No. So you have to go, do you know what? I don't like it, but we'll give it a go. And then you see how the crowd responds and you go, okay, fine. Yeah, we'll keep playing it. I don't like it, but fine, we'll do it. Because the other thing is as well, like we've got similar music tastes, but we've all got very, we, as well, we, we're all quite different in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got certain things. I mean, we've we've got um, like a shared, not a shared playlist as such. We've got a dynamic playlist on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. That's made up of the library that we list our own libraries. Yeah, yeah. Of songs that we listen to. There's some weird stuff in there. <laughs> There's some odd <laughs> stuff that gets thrown up in that in that playlist. Yeah, yeah. That's our own private playlist. But yeah, there's some weird bits in there that doesn't fit with everything else. Yeah. But, but it's interesting it. because I've I've listening to that playlist. I've found songs that I'm like, oh, I really like this. What's this? And it's something that one of you two has sort of listened to, so it's in there. Yeah. Uh, and and the covers we do play, we'll play them in our own style. Um, and some of the covers that we've learned for the cover set, we now have incorporated into. Like we played a gig the other day. We had a half hour set ready to yeah. go, and they went, yeah, it's forty five minutes. And we're like, oh, let's chuck this and this in there as well then, because yeah. they they fit and they yeah. went down really well <laughs> exactly that's it isn't it and it's about being versatile like that mm. versatility is really mm. um really positive i think as well so we've said about um i'm sorry i'm taking a host seat sorry no you, you go ahead <laughs> so that, we, we've obviously said about um prayer for the punks and leaving home being on the ep the third song is a is a song by um a band that i knew from high wickham called kid kamikaze one of my mates, Nick Welsh, is in uh, is in was in that band. Um, mm. They were they were great. They were so good. I've still got their CD kicking around somewhere. But yeah, it's called a shot of I don't care, and it's a drinking song. And uh, it's brilliant. And, you know, we're lucky, I guess, that he's allowed us to continue to play it all these years. Because um, I think I did, like, uh, when we got back together, not this time round, when we got back together after... After you were at uni. Yeah, yeah. We started playing it then. And then... I think I put, we we put a video of it up on YouTube years ago, and yeah. uh, he messaged me after he saw it and was like, "Oh, you're still kicking my old shit around, are you?" <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. We can't, we, you know. I was like, "Look, you said we can play it. If you don't want us to play it, that's cool." He's like, "No, nah, it's cool. Like, it's it's really weird to hear my yeah. own music being done by other people." But yeah, he likes it. And we, we're trying to get him on as a kind of featured vocalist, but it's not quite working out just yet. But yeah. uh, maybe maybe in future. One more beer and a shot of I don't care. And then I woke up to forget this night. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing as well is 
when we were doing this EP, you did say to him, do you mind if we put yeah. a shot of I don't care on there? And he's like, no, no, no go for it. Mm. Like, I think well, I, he came back from Canada and I went and played him our version of it yeah. as it was at the time. And he was like, ah, it sounds cool. Like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just do it. So obviously they're not a band that's kicking about anymore, but yeah. you just spoke to the guy who wrote the song and he was like, yeah, go for it. So we're like, fuck it. And it's a song that we love and it's a song that we will pull out at every opportunity because it's, it's a great fun. song. It's fun. It gets people into it. Yeah. You know, it's our 1985, isn't it? you know <laughs> well it's it's like we've made nine, it our own nine out of ten people at any gig are drinking yeah and so you can do the whole this one's for those who are drinking and get them involved in that kind of thing and yeah, yeah. but um so yeah the the ep is out today it's on all the all the major streaming services yes the video is out as well video is out as well yes indeed video to leaving home which is on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash high frequency rocks. And you can go and watch the video for leaving home, which again, we've done all ourselves under the direction of Corky because Corky went to university to study film and knows a bit about making short films and stuff. So uh, not the first video of ours that he's directed either. There's one out there for Apathyville, right? There is. I'd like to point out that the video for leaving home is not going to be as good as the next video. Mm, mm. there's Ooh. plans there's plans afoot for the next video which is uh really interesting uh, video, I know, he, he's mentioned costume and i'm not i'm not, still <laughs> yeah. not comfortable with that <laughs> no because this video was done as kind of like let's try and get a video with the least amount of budget the least yeah. amount that we could do with it and that's why it's you know it is the way it is yeah we totally didn't pay for a rehearsal space and then you turn it into a a video space for, for a little Look, while we paid for the room do what you like with it within reason i suppose <laughs> yeah no. so yeah no so that that's out there as well we're looking there's a lot of things like we've got like the instagram account we've got like a tiktok account. we're looking at ways we can actually utilize those as well yeah even if it's just like snippets of covers and things like that possibly we're gonna be we're gonna become much more active on social media i feel for sure for sure for sure <laughs> because that's what you gotta do these days down with the kids and all that yeah i mean it, it's helped us a lot as well because i mean the last gig we played which was a bizarre evening but we played we found two other pop punk bands which they're not you know we're not we're not easy to find these days <laughs> there's not a lot of us about but we managed to find two in the great lads um yeah. who seem to put on some events so we're hoping to meet a lot more pop punk sort of groups out there and put on events with them so yeah yeah so hopefully a few more gigs in the uh, in the diary for the next few months. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, one of the main things is uh, working on the new songs and getting the album done, which will be really no, cool. That's, that's not true. One of the main things is my birthday, well, the... which, which I know there's a party coming. All right. And you all I've not been invited. I don't yeah. know anything about what you're saying. I've not been invited, mate. I can I read your face like a book. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I listen, I wouldn't do that sort of thing to you because I know how awful it is <laughs> when people throw you a surprise party and ask you to play. It's awful. No, that's one of my, that was one of my conditions. <laughs> <laughs> it's my party and I'll play if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah so um yeah it's all really positive and i'm really really liking the way that the new songs sound i love yeah. the way that we've been able to work together i'm liking the much more relaxed nature yeah. of everything and um sure. yeah i'm i'm really really pleased and the more honesty it's... as well the honesty yeah. was one of the things we came when we came together again was we had to be honest with each other mm. mm-hmm. so if someone turned around and said i'm not feeling it today you go okay no worries we won't hold it against you and then we just wait until that person's ready and then we move back on again exactly yeah For sure. no pressure mm. yeah and yeah. it's a much it's a much uh a much more positive way to do things i think so mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah that's that go and listen to the ep go find it on spotify yeah, apple yeah. apple music deezer amazon amazon youtube music there's so many different ones go you know, I think I think it submits it to TikTok as well. So you know, go find our sounds on there and make a TikTok video with them, or an Instagram reel, or anything. You know, yeah, yeah. Add them, add, add them to your playlists. That's it. Yeah, add them to your playlists. That's as well. the that, main that, thing. If anyone out there is has got Spotify, especially, please add the songs to a playlist, uh, especially obviously public ones. Yeah, because that is something that massively helps on Spotify. I mean, we've already made one pound forty from from Big streaming. I mean, uh, we we like wasn't it. Because that, that wasn't it. even really good. <laughs> yeah, as well as this new EP, like our old and we've talked about it. Uh, Welcome to Rapidville is actually on on Spotify as well. Um, so you can go and listen to that. Um, I think yeah, adding like Tom saying, adding to playlists and stuff helps um, other people discover us as well. Um, you know, and it is. Like we said, we we're not taking it massively seriously. We don't want to make this a big thing, but we want people to hear our song. Like we we write them for ourselves, but we write them for other people to hear as well. Because we kind of think they're good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, biased, if, and if you like, songs. if you like, if you like bands like Green Day or Blink One Eighty Two or I don't know, name some Bowling for Soup. Or... Because it, again, it's not just pop punk. But is it's it? not. Well, there's no, a bit exactly. of like because like we've got this weird thing where it's like I mean, even on the gig that we played the other week, we were kind of we were billed as like a mixture of like US pop punk and classic British punk. punk. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there is a little bit of that in there, but it's like yeah, we're not we're not just doing one thing. And especially with the new material as well, the yeah, new yeah. material is kind of, it's opening out into other areas, which is quite nice. Yeah. And I think that's where our sound, a lot of our sound comes from is like with our diversities. We're into the same music, but like my songs, when I write them are more on the pop punk side, yours mm-hmm. are more on the oi punk side. Cause you're more into that. I'd say more into the old school sort of like classic punk. Um, and then Cork is more into like the scar side of things. I yeah, want to say yeah. the scar and the pop punk. So like, the rock punk rock yeah punk rock yeah so we sort of but also i like a story yes that, that comes from my love of folk, folk punk music as well. yeah folk yeah. music is another thing that i love and also hip-hop too hip-hop tells stories yeah like yeah it's, hence uh, the reason for the costumes exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can't wait to hear about this maybe we'll talk about it um after we finish recording i'm jack sparrow so... um <laughs> okay so Salt. yeah go out there Share the music, add it to playlists, please. I I don't ask for much except for you know five star reviews and ratings, but yeah, go and go and find high frequency wherever you listen to music, go and stream our stuff, 
and uh, and and let me know and let us know what you think of it i guess uh you can find high frequency on facebook i think it's just at high frequency uk isn't it i don't know mm-hmm. you can find us on well there is a twitter account but we we've been locked out of it <laughs> donald trump yeah arsehole elon musk mate <laughs> uh the we instagram didn't at the end of the night the instagram is high underscore frequency underscore rocks because you know high frequency actually turns out quite a common uh, name for things as we found out <laughs> especially in the interim since we've been away there's loads of them now and yeah uh youtube.com slash uh high frequency rocks and tiktok is it'll be the same at high frequency rocks yeah go and find us that way we're all out there so yeah well active us... on tiktok so <laughs> best wow. place to find us mate i can't wait till we get active on there all those millions of streams yeah <laughs> indeed <laughs> So yeah, go and find us. Go and find our stuff. Let us know what you think. Uh, book us for gigs. Yeah, and all that stuff. Enjoy most of all. Enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for talking about the history and everything. It's been really fun, kind of um, rehashing some of the old stories and figuring out exactly where everything fit in the timeline. I'm off up into the loft to find the uh, the scrapbook. <laughs> so that we can start we can start adding to it again hey man i've got my recording gear set up i might and i've got to try and find out. that video find that video for you yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if that. you can find any old stuff um i'm gonna try and grab i don't know if it's something i'm gonna try and grab some bits from the old youtube account you know like the the welcome to Appityville video and we'll try and get a, a few of the older videos we'll try and get back on our youtube channel as well Sounds good to so me. So there might be more up there once you uh, once you go over there if you go and check it out. But yeah, uh, other than that, what else should people? That that's the shout out, isn't it? I, I I'm it's weird. I'm being the host and the guest, so I'm shouting out the things that I want people to go. But usually I throw it back to the you guest. Normally end. Yeah, out, yeah. What do you want to shout out? Yeah, yeah. And I've already done yeah. that. So <laughs> one final parting thing: What are you listening to at the moment? Like, what are the Ooh. things on rotation? for you guys at the moment for people to go and check out i'm so i with adhd there's a thing that um i've discovered is when you get into a certain music style or if you hear a certain song you that will be on repeat for fucking ages now you may remember tom from the podcasting days the billy eilish had heavy rotation for me sigrid still does to be fair Mm -hmm. you may know from our share playlist that a doja cat comes up quite a lot yeah i think she's great great gym music doja cat for me at the minute um there's somebody i saw quite a lot on tiktok because i am active on tiktok as a as a consumer um but i'd never really listened to them until the other day um a band called spirit box Mm. um really fucking incredible i you know for me you may have Realise from Billie Eilish, Sigrid, Doja Cat, heavily into female vocal. I like a female vocalist. Spirit Box, female metal vocalist uh, in the same vein as Ginger, where they're sort of like really nice singing voice, but absolute beast when it comes to like screaming. Uh, Spirit Box, fantastic. Fantastic band. Canadian metal. So good. Corky, what are you listening to? Um... Holophonics is probably one of the ones I'm listening to most at the moment. Okay, what's that? Yeah, Scar. They, they, they apparently they do do some originals, but it's their covers that are the best thing. 
Mm. It's a heck of a lot of albums out there for Holophonics. Some really good stuff. And obviously, looking forward to the uh, the new Punk Rock Factory album, which comes out in March. <laughs> Another new Punk Rock Factory album. <laughs> yeah, love with Punk Rock Factory, man. I love it. Yeah. I like what they do, but it's musical, just too musical. much. I think the only album I didn't like was they, they tried to cover... You're speaking up. my language? Musicals? They're doing musicals this week. Okay, back in. Check, back in. If there. you check it out, obviously, you can see the, the listing. There's definitely one song on there that you're going to love, Anthony. But there's well, the only album I did like of theirs was the one where they do the uh, the rock songs, which were already rock anyway. You know, yeah. that and they just was... made, yeah. Mm. Um, another band, uh, if you want to go more on the sort of punky route, uh, Tiny Moving Parts. Oh, They're yeah. more like a, a technical, sort of like technical, but on the in the punk pop punk genre, sort of but technical. They're really good. Tiny Moving Parts. Okay. Again, saw a video of theirs on TikTok. Somebody had filmed them, and I went, they look like fun. And check them out. They're really good. If you want to go more on the punk side rather than the metal side, Tiny Moving Parts. And I suppose for me, it's uh, the Mefs are a great two-piece from uh, from the Midlands, I think, or from just north of London. They're mm. great. They've got an album out at the moment called Broken Britain Part 1. And uh, Grade 2 as well, Isle of Wight punk band that sound like uh, British Rancid. Um, mm. And they're supporting Rancid on the upcoming tour, which I'm going to see. They've got a couple of songs out at the moment from their upcoming album. Before you say that, yeah. no one's pulled out of that yet, have they? Not yet, no. Okay. Yeah, no, please I know. Give us, please give us more. I'm, more I'm more. Oh, Cork is like, fuck if I've got money or time. I want yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got one ticket for that. I've, I've not bought that, any that's extra tickets. All right. So if you want to come, you've got he to buy your own ticket. He knows not to rely ticket. on us to pick up spare <laughs> tickets. No, I bought, no, I, 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 I've already got my, uh, my session sorted for this year. Oh, yeah. Which is um, the Slam Dunk Festival. Yeah. Slam Dunk, that'd be great. That's going to be so good. Most of the bands I want to see were on exactly the same time. That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Which is a bit shitty, really. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, there you go. That's uh, that's the year coming up. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. It's been a real blast going over it. Thank you yeah. too, mate. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. What a chat, right? Ant and Corky are some of my oldest friends, and since being back together this time round, we've become closer than ever, which I hope came across in that chat. Playing in other bands over the years has made me appreciate the musicality of Corky and the technical mind of Ant. People say you should surround yourself with people who are better than you if you want to get better and succeed, and I feel like we're all lifting each other up right now. I love these guys. One thing we did forget to mention is that the artwork for some songs you may have heard but not like this contains multiple callbacks and references to pretty much every CD we ever released, as well as a reference to each of us as individuals. So it's a bit like a puzzle for people who've known us for years to spot all the visual references. If you get any of them, send us a message. I'd love it if you could go over to Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and add our music to your public playlists and share it on social media. Again, you can find all the links in the show notes to our social medias and platforms where the music's available. If you know of any venues looking for punk bands to add to lineups, send me a message. We'd love to come and play as many shows as possible this year. But until next time, take very good care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Band Biographies. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to your podcasts. Please do reach out on Twitter at BandBiogs, Instagram at BandBiographies, search on Facebook for BandBiographies or by emailing bandbiographies at gmail.com. See you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.